This is a HeadGum Podcast. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Cheryl, uh, we, we did it again. Yeah. Um, yep. This is a fun one. It's really fun. Um, I mean, it's, if, it's sad and fu- it's it's a funny tragedy. Yeah, it's it's disturbing in ways. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you like witches hats, and we also talk jobs. about that. All right. Well, uh, now well I'm just saying it that it came up. Hi. Good night, everybody. But it's true. That did okay, come up. Yes, it's part um, of the story. It's part it, of the story. It's part of life. But we, you know, we don't have to put that in the intro. We just You'll scared see. off a lot of my fans. No, they're intrigued. Okay. All right. (laughs) All right. Um, Listen, subscribe, give us a good rating and review and uh, share the show with your friends. Right. It's a good show. It's a great show. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries? Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs faintly. I am the first ever podcast. And Tick and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. <laughs> Cheryl, welcome to Tig and Cheryl. True story. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I don't know. It's already funny to me. Just I that know. Uh, we're sitting in our closets and we're talking about documentaries is <laughs> hysterical. It's where life was headed. <laughs> and we can see each other sitting each, in each other's closet. Yeah. In our own closets, not in each other's closet. Like I'm right. not in your that closet. That would be a lot of work for no good reason. And dangerous in a pandemic. You don't want to go mm-hmm. sit in someone's closet. Right? I don't need to be around your cooties. Mm-mm. How Mm-mm. dare you? Um, so Cheryl, we yeah. uh, we we have a good one. We do. I cannot <laughs> wait to talk about this fire, the greatest party that never happened. Yes. <gasps> Who turned you on to this documentary? I don't even remember now. I just remember seeing it when it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I know a kid. Who, I can't remember if he went or if he was going to go. Wait, you saw this when it came out or you just saw I, I, that it existed? No, not when it was happening. Not when mm-hmm. it was going down. I, it was not on my radar. Right, but, but when this documentary came out. You saw it a while ago. Yeah, and then I okay. rewatched it uh-huh. to just, you know, live the magic one more time. Yeah, it's it's really good. And it's very um, timely with, you know, political stuff going on. Oh, it's, it's, my God. The parallels. This is a tremendous documentary. Do you want to uh, explain what it is exactly? Okay, it is called Fire, the Greatest Party That Never Happened. It's a 2019 documentary about the planning and subsequent failure of the 2017 Fire Festival. <laughs> a social media-driven event that was intended to be held in the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. The film, directed by Chris Smith, follows entrepreneur Billy McFarlane and the startup team behind Fire as the festival devolves into one of the biggest fiascos in event planning history. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And, you know, so 
So just to, you know, if you haven't seen it. Uh-huh. Which I have. Which you have. But Tig, yeah. we don't know who's listening. Right. To the two Nobody people. at this point. We haven't released the show yet. <laughs> <laughs> We're still a month away from our premiere. So for sure, not a single person is not listening. Not a single person. But, but hopefully when it comes out, it's going to be... There will be five yeah. people yeah. listening. Yes. And maybe mm-hmm. two of them haven't seen it yet. Right. So first of all, you should see it because for no other reason, uh-huh. it's beautiful. It really because is. Because this guy, uh, Billy McFarlane, uh-huh. decides to have a music festival on a small island in the Bahamas, which sounds fine yeah but uh there's a lot of planning that needs to go into a muse a destination music festival on an island there has to be infrastructure people have to be able to use a toilet yeah there needs to be water running water running you can't just run out to the ocean and do your top secret stuff toilet business well i'm sure a lot of people did let's Mm -hmm. be honest Oh, I'm thing. I'm here to be honest about I, it. For once, be honest. Yeah. So this guy, Billy McFarlane, he, <laughs> it's interesting because he, he orchestrated a really smart team of people. Yes, but you know, I have to say the whole time, everyone keeps referring to how trustworthy he was, how people have worked with him, how he just seemed like the nicest guy. I felt like he had so many characteristics of somebody so full of it did you not feel that way well no (laughs) yes i did but it's interesting the interesting thing about leaders Uh uh-huh right so billy was leading this group of people Uh he had clearly had resources he had Mm -hmm. millions of dollars Mm-hmm. to use he flew people around in private planes he had yachts he had camera crews he had a technical team that built a whole you know a whole world for this fire festival mm-hmm. so people were following him and 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 that's fine because you know those kind of people can get something going but when there starts to be and and there's so many people that are full of it that get things done. Right. Because they're loud. Yeah. And they're confident. Uh-huh. But when the wheels start to come off, that's when it... That's when red flags should go up and people yeah, should yeah, yeah. take a step back and go, hey, hey, whoa, whoa. So... so Whoa. Yeah. So just so, <laughs> so everyone knows, so he came up with this idea to have this multi-band music festival Mm -hmm. on a beautiful island in the Bahamas and he hired like 250 influencers to post about it. He hired beautiful supermodels to come to the island. They shot footage of the most beautiful water you've ever seen. I mean gorgeous girls no toilets in no, the footage. No, not though. one porta potty to be seen, no. which was fine. I didn't Mm-mm. miss it at the time. Only later right, in the movie but... are you like, "Whoa, where is the toilet? Where are the potties?" Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was pretty brilliant the marketing uh-huh. for this. Yeah, I remember reading about the festival. I it didn't totally catch my eye, which I wish it had. For some reason, alligator attacks catch my yeah, eye I love in the news attacks. when I'm reading. Yeah. And I, and I, it's like a limbless alligator shows up to somebody's door. And then you have to really pay attention to the details yeah. of, of a story like I'm gonna that. I'm going to read that story. Yeah. This story was broad. Yeah, music festival gets canceled. One eighty two Blink-182 pulls out of a music festival. I'm just skimming through like, a, well, right. you know, I don't know what to tell you people. There's a limbless alligator at somebody's door in Florida. Yeah. I have another story to read. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should just... Um, listen to the first ad for this that they uh-huh. that that um, Billy McFarlane. You love his name. I do because it sounds fake. Billy McFarlane. Yeah, I feel like it's something out of a out of South Park. Okay, Cheryl Hines. Okay, let's 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 look at this. Okay. We'll tell you what's happening in this clip. Let's listen to it. So you're seeing clips of supermodels. And bands and, bands and ships in the middle boats. of 
the clearest, most beautiful blue water. The weekend. Not a toilet in sight. They're swimming. They're walking. The private jet. Private planes landing. There is a plane that's at the bottom of the ocean. That was uh, that was some. That's not really inviting. If I would have seen this commercial and saw a plane that had crashed in the water, you would have pulled the plug. I would lose. I I would have lost a little bit of faith in this. So when they decided to announce the fire festival, Mm -hmm. they had all of these influencers uh, post a burnt orange tile on their social media, tagging the fire festival. And then people were very curious what that was because it because there were 250 of them and 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 people were wondering what that meant. And then when they went to look up fire festival on the Internet, that's what they saw. They saw this amazingly beautiful experience. Yes. And uh, they were so intrigued. They sold out 95% of their tickets within the first 48 hours. Is this something where if you saw this while it was happening, would you be curious to go? Well, Is this something that appeals to you? If I were young, like I'm not, I'm not at all interested in... <laughs> Uh, swimming around with the well, I am interested in swimming around with the pigs in the Bahamas. Although that's another well, story. We haven't even mentioned the I pigs. Know, you I can't know. just jump well, in right here and say I am interested in swimming with pigs because it's adorable. Because I asked if you this festival would have interested you, and our listeners, when they do come, mm-hmm. are going to think, "Why would Cheryl say yeah. I I am interested in swimming with pigs?" Because in that video there was something for Mm -hmm. everyone so if you've never been swimming in the ocean with cute pigs you got to see supermodels swimming around with the pigs one of my favorite lines from the movie um (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) just casually dropped yeah you know if if we want to fly to see a pig we see a pig yeah that's Ja Rule said that, yeah, right? Yes, so Ja Rule was also one of the producers. Of this. Yes, and they did, and they did. And by the way, um, this is, you know, off beat, if you will, but I mm-hmm. went to the Bahamas sure. not that long ago. And How long ago? A oh, year. Okay. And yeah. we really wanted to swim with the pigs. Mm-hmm. But then when we found out more about the pigs and how they... Because pigs don't normally swim in the ocean. I, really? I don't know if you know that or not. So they have no. to, you know, sort of... They're not part of marine life, not, you're saying. Not not normally. Okay, so, so tell us what happened. So, so Gabby, my friend, uh-huh. Gabby and I looked it up because we wanted to make sure, you know... They weren't harming the pigs, and this was... Sure. And, you know, they're not treating the pigs like pigs should be treated. You're saying they're taking pigs out of mud puddles and putting them in an ocean. Yeah, yeah. So they wait, you know, they wait for them to get hungry enough to... They put water and... Or or food in the water, and then they swim to eat it. Whose idea was this? This is... I don't know. This is... It's kind of sad. Anyway, that's another documentary I'm sure we'll delve into. If it hasn't been made, perhaps... You and I could make it. Yes, we go to the Bahamas immediately. But anyway, it looks good, is what I'm saying. But should you be doing it? You know, when you say it looks good, frankly, when I saw a pig in the ocean, I thought, this does not look good. Oh. That wouldn't draw me to into the water. Oh, if somebody was me. like, here, come, there's some pigs... I love a pig. Yeah, but you want them on land. But, yeah, I don't understand a a cloven hoof in the water. Well. Four cloven hooves. Yeah. Trying to to swim. swim. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm intrigued by it. Because it's Uh it's like seeing a unicorn. (laughs) Mm, It's very different. (laughs) It's similar but different. different. It's similar but different. Um, Okay. So this whole thing. What's it? I mean, listen, it's all interesting, but I love the pilot. Uh huh. They have this pilot that's 
flying them around in this small plane. I really liked him. He seemed he seemed like a an upstanding, straight up guy. Normal. Normal. Mm-hmm. And then you find out that he got his pilot's license from an app online, uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator. To, and to be very honest yes. with you, <laughs> yes. when that was said in the documentary, I immediately picked up my phone and Googled Flight Simulator uh, on Microsoft. Because you want to be a pilot? Well, I just thought, why wouldn't I just get this and watch it? And then if there is some sort of emergency, how incredible. I don't know if I told you, but I am getting, okay. and this is true, right now I am studying to be a certified plant-based nutritionist. Oh, And like so that. why not add to my Resume. certifications? Oh, certification. Framed certifications, mm-hmm. one of them being my GED from childhood that my cat ate half of and it's framed on the wall i hope in a few weeks i will have a plant-based nutritionist certification and then why not pilot i don't know if you get a certification for sure you get some sort of document you're sure i i feel positive i mean i'm sure (laughs) right now i could google something and get you a flight certification we don't have time okay anyway okay so this should have been a red flag Mm mm-hmm I mean, there are so many red flags in this where you feel like, okay. The pigs were holding red flags. <laughs> so so now they're, the whole, uh, you know, this guy, Billy McFarlane. Uh. He's such a fascinating character because it's almost like when you're planning something that's huge, mm. that's bigger yes. than life, you have yeah. to, there have to be so many variables that you don't know about that you have to have Mm. blind faith in that I will uh, solve that problem when we get there. So you want your leader to have this, don't worry about it. I am going to take care of it. We're going to figure it out. And you know, this is, this is something you might, oh, you do know this about me. I produce a festival every year in DC. Yes. The Benson Ball. Yes. Um, And so I have produced with the help of many, many hardworking, talented, amazing people. And I don't, when I say produce, I do not do anything near what they are doing. But so many talented, capable people working so hard. And this is a comedy festival that I do in D.C. They have toilets, they have venues, everything's already built. And we start nine months out from opening night. These people started, what, three months? Three months out. <laughs> and, and, and for our festival every year, it's still, you know, we start with our monthly calls. It gets to weekly calls. Yeah. And then it gets to just nonstop texting and emailing as it's getting up to the to showtime. And it is, it's a whole situation. It's work. It's a lot of work that has to be taken seriously. And when you're watching this documentary and you see Billy literally passed out on the beach with beer in his hand in the middle of the day. That's your leader. That's your leader. And everybody's like, I know, but he's passionate. And what blew my, I mean, the whole time I'm watching it, I'm just thinking all of these people have nervous diarrhea every second. I mean, there had to have been just constant nervous diarrhea going on. Because you had very intelligent people saying, hey, one second. Can we just talk about mm-hmm. this in a real way for one minute? Where yeah. are people going to sleep? <laughs> and, and Billy's like, hey, no negative energy. Right. I mean, the um, the uh, the sketches of where the villas they would be the the villas mm. what they've paid for prepaid right. for and then what actually <laughs> right because these kids hurricane tents with mattress with air mattresses on the floor oh. that was incredible i there's uh. so people know so when this hit the internet people bought tickets right so they are they have paid their money how much money a lot of money yeah like $3,000 a person, it was a lot of money. So Billy McFarlane used that money 
to have more private planes. But and there were also yachts. some people were paying fifty thousand, right? Right for, for the, an exclusive, yeah, <laughs> for private homes and yachts, and, and yeah, all with sorts of things that Kendall didn't what's her name? exist, right. Right. They weren't coming. There was there was no and it was also overlapping a weekend that was their busiest week. It was like the it was same a regatta. It was a big boat festival with a boat race. There was no play there were no backup plans for people to stay anywhere. And Billy did not want to get bogged down. Billy who? McFarlane. That's he right. did not want to get bogged down with details about No. You know, where people He had to a stay. festival to produce. <laughs> So you're watching this and it's like some people, oh, like the pilot. Uh-huh. The pilot says, uh, hey, I know this island very well and there's no infrastructure for this. Right. And and if you think that people are gonna stay in a tent, my wife and I stayed in a tent last night just to see if it could be done. And it was loud. We were eaten alive by mosquitoes and it's just not what people think that they're going to be doing here it's not worth the money it's not to be in a hurricane tent (laughs) (laughs) and you know what happened to the pilot tig what happened he was fired that's right billy let him go because of all the negative energy that he was bringing well and you know as as we mentioned before i think we started recording you know this is the point where when Stephanie and I are watching this, she said, oh, my God, this guy's like Trump, essentially. Well, and I, yeah. 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 Because he's promising people things that aren't there, but mm-hmm. doing it in such a loud way and so um, so sure of himself. Confident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That you that a normal person would think, oh, OK, well, he's. He can't go online and offer people a private yacht with Kendall Jenner if that's mm-hmm. not really available. So yeah, I want to do it. So people see the just- thing about me is if I did buy a yacht with Kendall Jenner, mm-hmm. I don't know what she looks like. So you could put <laughs> anyone on the yacht with me, and, and I would like, think, this is great. yeah, oh my god, I would be posting selfies of me and Kendall Jenner, and then people would be writing on my Instagram. It's like that's the crew working yeah. on the <laughs> yeah. yacht. And everybody say thing. that's not Kendall Jenner, dumb dumb. So listen, so now you know time is it's getting real. Uh huh. They actually had to move their first island idea was. A little island that Pablo Escobar had owned mm-hmm. and the Escobar people said whatever you do shut your trap shut your trap about Pablo Escobar and so Billy McFarlane leave it to him guess what he did he advertised it announces it right away <laughs> no, no, no. Escobar people said okay go F yourself Sure, wow. I know, I really, I know. My goodness. And so they had to go to a different island, and they ended up at Exuma. Is that that the right? Yeah. And uh, which is beautiful. But the portion of it where where they were staying was... Not an island. No. It was not an island. (laughs) Even though he told people they had their friends. I mean, let's be honest. Every every landmass in the world is an island of sorts. You okay. could make the argument. You know, you are afloat right. in the in the ocean. Right. Right. That's right. So, yeah. okay. So, so okay, lo- it's an we'll island. We'll overlook that. We'll overlook yeah. that. Yeah, it's an island. And so, and now uh, there's, there's no place for people to stay. All, all they have, even though they've sold people like, these exclusive villas, they, there are none. There aren't any. There are no. no. There's no, there's, like you said, no, no running water. Were there even pigs in the water at this point? No, no, the pigs no are pigs. On another island. Yeah, they're yeah. they're they're that's they're, not even. You think you yeah. have that experience, right? So you're essentially flying there to stay in a hurricane tent, right? And with a bunch of other people, right? And that listen, and this is what some of them kept saying during the documentary. If that's what the experience is, let's just tell people that because I'm sure there would be a lot of young kids that would think, you know what, I want to do that. I mean, look at uh, 
Look at all of these festivals. Look at Coachella. That's not. You know what? Leave Benson fancy. Ball out of it. Okay. We put people in nice hotels. We pick everyone up from the airport. Water. Everyone gets flush. paid. So, so anyway, so now things are getting serious. And mm-hmm. listen, there are a lot of parts of this story that are so tragic. Yeah. Especially the locals. Yes. That are working day and night. To... I mean, the team that they kept. Oh. dragging into this and and at first they they paid them then they stopped and then they stopped and after the festival we're going to pay you and then they had a catering company that was going to cater and oh what, my god was it a week before or two weeks before a week before yeah billy mcfarlane there uh, he is fired again. them mm-hmm. so they had no food service they well, when you open your styrofoam packaging, there is a piece of cheese, cheese, bread. and bread, and some lettuce in there. Yeah, and you've paid for. <laughs> paid for. <laughs> you paid for not a piece of cheese. They thought there some was bread. gonna be sushi and lots yeah. of. I mean, yeah, they they had, but but okay. Mm-hmm. The part the one of my favorite parts in this documentary. Yeah. So there's a guy named uh, Andy. Uh-huh. Who had worked with Billy for years. And... Uh, I felt like I knew Andy. Didn't he feel very sim- familiar to you? You know why I realized why? halfway through? Uh, uh-huh. He looks like um, Steve Martin. <laughs> I know. That's no, not no, true. No, it's true. No, it is true. Steve Martin, the comedian. Yes, looks like Andy. Actor. What's his name? Yes. Writer. I'm telling you. So. Okay. So Andy. You could have been on a yacht with Andy and posting pictures of you and Steve Martin. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm saying, look who I'm hanging out with. Yeah, hey, exactly. Steve. <laughs> what a crazy guy. And it's Andy. Look. Tell me those aren't similar. We're looking at pictures of both of them. I mean. I'm telling you, their personalities are not at all similar. They have gray hair. They anyway, have gray go ahead. They hair. They're white guys. Okay. Anyway, so now, now it's happening, right? Mm-hmm. Thousands of people are getting ready to come to this island, and there's no water, and mm-hmm. the water is being held up at customs. Yes. Because you have to... Customs. And we're talking bottled water. We're talking bottled water, and we're talking about freight crates of freight bottled crates. water. Um, so customs is saying, in order to allow this in, you guys mm-hmm. have to pay us one hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars. Right. And so that's my favorite part. I love Andy, by the way. Oh my <laughs> he is so funny. So Billy calls Andy. Yes. Like any good leader and asks. And asks. And by the way, one of the things that I truly love about this documentary is that Andy was very forthcoming. Yep. Telling this story. I don't know that I would. Ooh, an insight into you, Cheryl. (laughs) (laughs) You'd keep a tight lip. All right. Well, so, wait. So, so, so Billy calls Andy and says, look, head of customs is a gay man mm-hmm. and you're a gay man. Yes. And in order to save this festival. Yeah. It's all on Andy. I need you to do me a favor. And then Thomas, can we roll what happened? Billy called and said, Andy, we need you to take one big thing for the team. And I said, oh my gosh, I've been taking something for the team every day. He said, well, you're our wonderful gay leader (laughs) and we need you to go down. Will you suck dick to fix this water problem? And I said, Billy, what? He said, Andy, if you will go down and suck Cunningham's dick, who's the head of customs, and get him to clear all of the containers with water, you will save this festival. And I literally drove home, took a shower. I, 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 I drank some mouthwash. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm really, and I got into my car oh, to drive Andy. across the island to take one for the team. 
and I got to his office fully prepared to suck his dick. But he couldn't have been nicer, and he's like, Andy, listen, I will release all the water, I will let you serve it, but I want to be, want to be one of the first people to be paid this import fee for what you're doing. And I said, okay, great. And I got back, and I had all the water that we needed. Wow. Andy saved the day. That would have been a $175,000 blowjob. Wow, you're good with math. <laughs> Cheryl, how did you crunch those numbers so quickly? <laughs> I mean, I have just, I have, uh, all of that fascinates me. Yeah, yeah. I I guess I'm, you know, uh, I'm fascinated that this guy went and, you know, swished around. mouthwash before. Mouthwash. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was very kind of him. Like He seems like a kind man. I, yeah. I, I would be very devastated to find out Andy's a jerk. But um, I, I hope that's not true. Andy, if you're listening. Oh, I've met him at a party. I've met him out. No. I have. You've met Andy? Yes. How did you meet Andy? Uh, it must have been a fundraiser or something. He was very, you know, nice. Was he like classic Andy? <laughs> I didn't get into it with him, uh-huh. although I wanted to. Yeah. But I felt like this is not the time and the place to like ask him about the mouthwash and the water. Yeah. The or mouthwash. Why? That's how you would approach it. Oh, listen, I wanted to talk to you about the mouthwash and the water. <laughs> why would he why would he repeat this story? Oh, I mean, I, it makes him very human and it's very sweet, but holy cowballs this is what was going on so billy was manipulating all of these people and um people are saying hey there's somebody there on the island who is releasing pictures of what's really happening online it was probably the pigs the pigs are probably just... We really do need to go save the pigs. They were probably just waving their cloven hooves wildly. <laughs> just SOS. They're just like, pigs don't swim. Anybody? Yeah. Does anybody recognize that? Pigs. Yeah, when pigs swim, that's going to be the new saying. When pigs yeah. swim. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. And then people will go to like, the well, Bahamas. I... Yeah. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. They do. So now somebody's posting, starting a fire fraud Mm -hmm. social media and uh, nobody's paying attention to it. Yeah. Well, that guy tried to start that Twitter account. Yeah. And he said he got like two clicks. and Yeah. So it's happening. Everybody is getting very nervous except Billy. Mm-hmm. Billy McFarlane. He's Billy McFarlane. Yes. You need Billy to mention McFarlane the last name so people getting, aren't confused about. He's he's still smoking cigars mm-hmm. and drinking lots of beer and shots. And Ja Rule is also running around. Drinking shots. This couldn't have been good for Ja Rule's um, career. It, it it couldn't have been. No, it could. I'm no fool. It couldn't have been. <laughs> it absolutely could not. There's no way his reps and PR people were saying this is this is great. And what's interesting is now it's now the countdown is like five days. Oh my god! Four then days. we're getting nervous diarrhea at home watching this. Stephanie I mean, was squealing. Just, no! Oh my god! Because you feel like what is going to happen? Something's got you to You have happen. an idea of what's going to happen. But you feel like Billy McFarlane must know something <laughs> we don't know. Like No. How- <laughs> no. And, and then here's here's what's interesting. What I found very interesting. Have mm-hmm. you ever heard uh, I was listening to NPR. Ooh. Um, yes. Hmm. An intellectual. Smart. And they had uh, someone on who was talking about people that are able to lie to themselves, mm-hmm. like really lie to themselves. And she said that sometimes it's um, athletes can do it. Mm-hmm. An athlete can tell themselves, you are going to win this. You're going to win this race in the Olympics. And they believe it. 
Mm-hmm. And they, so, so sometimes people have the ability to, to lie to themselves. I don't, I don't have that. I don't have that. So it's beyond just a positive pep talk to yourself. Right. It is Billy McFarlane, uh-huh. for whatever reason, thought this was going to work out. I mean, I felt like at different points in this pandemic, I, I've, I, I relate in the way that I've said, Tig, listen, this time you'll be able to cut your hair evenly with plastic toddler scissors. Mm-hmm. This time, but nobody... Was it, was it more hopeful or did you feel like, yeah, when I walk out the door and I have that haircut, it's going to look... Well, I don't walk plastic. out the door. Oh. <laughs> There's a pandemic going on. Mm-hmm. Mm. So yours, you can lie to yourself in very low stakes. Yeah, I can. But my hair is very important to me, so it's yeah, actually okay. kind of high stakes. It's high stakes. Yeah. But other people... They're doing bigger lies. Yeah. I mean, if it involved other people's livelihood, would you mm-hmm. be able to lie to yourself? No, no, no. Yeah. When other people are involved, it gets really... Oh, my gosh. Look at Bernie Madoff. This is like, what was he thinking? How you is know? that his last name? How? <laughs> he, oh, Madoff with the money. I, You know, yeah. I never even made that connection until this moment. Yeah. I, as soon as I, every time I hear his name, it's a, are you kidding me? His last name is Madoff. It's Madoff. Yeah. But same thing, right? He knew mm-hmm. when, or he j- didn't know that one day this would all catch up with him. He just thought. He, it's just that. I mean, you're a gambler. You're a crazed gambler. I am gambler. a gambler. And so that's what, this is a very high stake gamble. And you're gambling with other people's money, their lives. This is more of a manipulation than a gamble, in my opinion. If I, I go to Vegas, mm-hmm. I know, oh, if I put $50 on black, I could win mm-hmm. money, but I could lose the that hundred dollars that I just put out there, right? But I'm not manipulating other people. Mm-hmm. I'm, I didn't ask some guy for his hundred dollars, and I, you know, that's like saying I am going to make you a hundred dollars right now. Give me a hundred dollars right now. I know exactly what to do with it. I'm going to put it on black, and black is going to win. You've said that to me before. <laughs> this sounds familiar, actually. <laughs> I mean, listen, I could I do it. Probably, but I you're don't. Pretty gamb- you're a pretty good gambler. No, I love, but with my own money. Yeah. I'm not going to gamble right. with somebody else's money. All right. But okay. I also know that I could lose. Mm-hmm. I feel like... You're not going to lie to yourself in that. I can't lie to myself. Mm-hmm. I would, mm-hmm. I'm, Sometimes I wish I could. Mm-hmm. I mean, what would you lie to yourself about if you, if you could lie to yourself and truly believe it? Hmm... Tig, you are going to really blow everyone's minds with this acting job you're about to do. You are going to be so incredible. Well, that's not really a lie. That's a positive. That's putting. That's that's doing the secret. Remember the secret? That book that came out twenty years ago. Just take one <laughs> second. Just take one second and imagine. Walking into a room and I'm reading The Secret. Do you think that happened? Do you think that happened? Do you, for as many years as you've known me, do you think you'd ever walk into a room and see me snuggled up reading The Secret? Well, maybe. uh, If everybody was talking about it, you might pick it up and go, what is this about? No, I wouldn't pick. I would ask people, what are you talking about? What is? I would talk to people. You don't have to read the book because it's it's. It's boiled down to one sentence. Whatever you want to happen in the universe, you just put it out there. Did you write the Cliff's Note for uh, The Secret? <laughs> and then the universe works its way to fulfill. Listen, you're going to sell me on the book. I, I'm not interested, okay? Okay, anyway. I'm reading a book about how hormones affect your health. Okay. Wow. That interests me. Sexy. Okay. Um, okay, I'm also not trying to attract you, Cheryl. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, if you feel like you want to attract me, you should read the secret, (laughs) and then you'll know how. 
Hello, Cheryl. <laughs> I'm in here. To lure me into your closet. I'm in here. <laughs> and you come follow the the voice, and I'm snuggled up with my cat reading the secret. Reading the secret. Mm-mm. Okay. And what? Okay. So anyway, back to the festival. Yeah. Sorry to bother you. So now mm-hmm. it now it's happening. Yes. Now these young people uh-huh. that have been they've been going to the gym to work out for the fire festival. They want to look good. They've packed their luggage. They've been thinking about this. <gasps> oh, and at some point, Billy ran out of money. Really? So. <laughs> In order to raise money quickly, yeah. which mm-hmm. is what he's good at, he sends everybody that's going to the fire festival an email saying, oh, you should buy these wristbands right now. What is it? Three or six grand? Something yeah. like that? And, and it, at it's at the gonna, very least put that much on. Yes. And then that and then you won't use money for anything. This is going to be a way to a pay for your things with this little a bracelet. Yeah. And he raised three quarters of a million dollars like that. That's our Billy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it fascinates me. But the mm-hmm. balls that guy has. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do, but that's disgusting. Yeah, no. Let's so, not bring that up. Okay, so now they're coming in. The mm-hmm. kids are coming in. People are showing up. They have suitcases. They thought they were going to fly on these beautiful private planes. Yeah, they're crammed into Southwest Airlines. No offense, Southwest. You exist and and you... you, you, Serve a purpose. Yeah, you serve a purpose. And everybody knows what they're getting. It's like no frills. Nobody's on Southwest flying in that reverse seat that they have thinking, what is this, a private (laughs) jet? (laughs) And then the terrible... Humor that comes from the Southwest <laughs> they flight have to attendant themselves. No, they have to, please. I enjoy anyway. It. I, I, I remember one of the it. pilots also on Southwest is like, to the left is the Grand Canyon, and to my right is my ex-wife on a broom. <laughs> oh, no. Yes. <laughs> I was just like, please, just get me safely See, to fire would, festival. That would make me laugh. Okay. Um, so they land. Yeah. Uh, there, you know, there's like a school bus type of bus <laughs> that takes. <laughs> it's a school bus. <laughs> and they get picked up. All their luggage is put into some big metal container. There's no tags, no help with locating your bag. They dump you off at a bar where people are just pouring tequila and vodka in your mouths. And then you, the crate shows up and there's just basically just mayhem trying to find your bags they have nowhere to go right at some point all of these these young adults we'll call them kids they all it it was started out very very sweet billy was in this house mcfarland yeah Farla was in this house sort of holed up in this house Mm -hmm. and and all of these kids line up they're in a giant line to go talk to billy to say, oh, hey, Billy, there must be some mistake because I, I was supposed to get the villa. So right. they're, they're, you know. And their they, school bus passed where they were going to be staying. And they thought for sure behind this hurricane uh, camp. <laughs> camp. There's got to be the villa. Yeah. yeah. And uh, at some point, Billy comes out of his uh, blue house and says, mm-hmm. hey, everybody, um, those. Uh, Hurricane emergency tents <laughs> are your tents, and nobody's now ass- have at them. <laughs> nobody's assigned to them, so just find one and, and make yourself thank us home. later. <laughs> oh wait, wait! Most importantly, before everyone arrived, there was a huge thunderstorm, and all of the tents and mattresses were flooded. <laughs> Where are you going to throw to a clip? Yeah, let's see. What do we have? So here are some of the um, the kids yeah. describing what happened. There was a disbelief on the bus. A lot of people thought that, oh, you know, maybe we're passing through this area. You know, our villas are just on the other side. And it was the bus driver who said, oh, no, that's where you're staying. It was like, oh, my 
God. We didn't want neighbors. Our strategy from there was to kind of ransack all the tents around us. Just started poking holes and flipping mattresses, and my buddy pissed on a few of the beds. Um, <laughs> that really threw me off. That uh, you're following along, everything's fine. That threw you off. Well, I thought that guy. It was like, okay, we were we all had to fight for our mattresses and find a tent. But this guy with the extra mile, because he didn't want anybody in the neighboring tents. Which, by the way, these tents were like four feet apart. Mm-hmm. He and his friends peed on the tents next to theirs. Sure. So people wouldn't sleep in them. Yeah. What's happening? What is happening at that fire festival? Cheryl, it all makes sense to me. There's no food. Thank God for Andy. You know, it was was all men urinating. There's no way you'd walk up and see a woman crouching over a a mattress and doing the little little lady squat. I don't even think that... Is that what it's called? The little lady squad? (laughs) That's what it's called now. The old little lady squad. Not the old little lady. It's the little lady squad. But I don't even think a woman, I don't, I'm generalizing, but I don't think that would come to mind. Mm -mm. You know, if it's in the middle of the night, you're in the Bahamas, everything's muddy. That's a guy thing. Yeah. And it's like, I don't think a woman would be like, First things first, let's pee in the tent next door before we do anything. Yeah, that's like a guy like, all right, we got to make a fire. We got to urinate on everything. We got (laughs) to, you know, a little, there's not going to be a little lady squat, you know. It was so weird to me. I was totally with that guy while he was talking until he said that. And then I was like, oh, plus, listen, nothing against selfie sticks, but did he have a selfie stick? I don't know. Yeah, I think he was shooting the whole thing with a selfie stick, which is... Well, I mean, he's going to fire Festival. He's thinking some stuff is going to go down. Do and how crazy that they had all of that footage. <gasps> I That's I the mean, other thing. That is the other thing. I mean, what was Billy McFarland thinking? That these kids are going to show up without phones? That they're not going to videotape this? I don't know. I mean, we'd, I don't know... That's just one issue with with our Billy Mc. It's it's well. Needless to say, all yeah. of the bands canceled. Uh huh. <laughs> the kids got there. Uh-huh. There's no food or water. Yeah. So that picture that you described with the cheese and the bread and the lettuce, that went viral. Yes. And that's when everybody back in the mainland sure. was like, "Holy balls." Yep. Do not go. Oh, yeah. Don't go to this festival. This is what they're serving. Unless you want one piece of cheese, a piece of bread, and a lettuce. But, but by the way, I like that that's the thing. That's where all the people were like, uh-uh. Not with a picture of that cheese and bread. <laughs> like, what happened? All the pictures of the weird tents and the muddy, and there's no electricity. Blink 182 canceled. <laughs> None of that mattered, but when they saw a picture of the bread and the cheese in a little container, they were like, ah, ah, I am not getting on a plane. No can do. I am not getting on a Southwest Airlines flight to go eat a piece of cheese without Blink 182. No. And then so everybody, you know, went home. They were mm-hmm. they were stranded there because yeah. there were not enough flights out. Um, and now the Bahamians were very upset. Left high and dry, not, paid, not paid, mistreated. It was um, really, really horrific what was done. Really? It yeah. was just, I mean, you couldn't believe that this guy, And the sweetest people, too. I know. They worked so hard. Yeah. And the woman in the documentary who was really... Cooking and... Yeah. She was cooking for everybody and really explaining to to us how it happened. You know, mm-hmm. th- these were... It was all in goodwill. Mm-hmm. They they were told that this... Yeah. That this festival was going to happen every year for the next six years at least. So, um, so now everybody's furious. Mm-hmm. Andy flees the island. Billy flees the island. Yes. Um, people are now suing Billy. 
Billy was arrested, put in jail, then got out of jail on bond. Started a new company. Which was also a fraudulent company. With the email addresses of the fire. All the people that, that people were, Yeah, that bought tickets to fire yes. festival. So now he's... He's selling people tickets to the Grammys, tickets to uh, sports. And people are buying them. People, people are still were buying, buying them. And he's filming it. Yeah. He has a camera crew filming him doing this. He's a psychopath. Billy, if you are listening, and I know you are. Well. You're a. What? No, Billy, he's listening. Oh, you can listen in prison. So Billy is in prison now. Yeah. You know this. Yeah. And I mean, listen. I hope he gets help. Oh, I hope he gets help. I thought you were going to say something else because I just read that he ha- he has COVID in prison. Not that. Listen, I don't w- wish that on anybody. Oh, but I didn't um, know that. But you know, I'm sure there are people that read that that think, oh, well, now you know how it feels to be hurt. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't make people feel better, but. What if we ended right when you said <laughs> what it feels like to be hurt? And then that was and just the end of the episode. <laughs> well, I mean, and he, this guy is going to get out in, what, six years or something. And you know yeah. that he's going to end up doing this again. Not No, not Billy McFarlane. He's, he's going to be on the straight and narrow from here change, on out. He's going to change his name. To what? Uh, Zilly McFarlane? There is Zilly, Mc, <laughs> Zilly McFarlane. <laughs> Nobody will ever know. He'll drop like 10 pounds. That's the thing that confuses me when people are on the run. Yeah. Why don't you do massive just weight gain or just drop a lot of weight? Yeah. You know? Change your hair. Put a wig on. Mm-hmm. Grow a full beard, male or female. Well, by but, the way, this guy not only did not do that, but filmed himself doing exactly what put him in prison to begin with. Yeah, he's not bright. Everybody just he, this is not a bright this decision is a making. This is very similar to somebody running our press our our country, okay? Yes. Um it it just it it will continue and continue and continue. Yes, just because somebody um, speaks loudly and confidently does not mean that it's going to happen or they know what they're doing. People should vote. This is a reminder. People, People should vote. People are going to vote. This was a, a phenomenal um, documentary. It is so fascinating. So so after all of this happened, there were tons of lawsuits. And people were suing not only Billy McFarlane, but, all, but the tech company that helped do it. The, the supermodels. Even the supermodels. And, you know, these supermodels were paid to do an ad. So are they responsible for what the product was? No. No. No, Tig. And as a matter of fact, now when you do an ad on social media, you put hashtag advertisement mm. or Because ad. of this so people festival. Know because of this mm-hmm. festival, because it's like if you if you're doing an ad for the and they say this in the documentary if you if you do an ad for a car and then the car breaks down, are you Tig the supermodel responsible for that person's car breaking down? Um, as a supermodel, I have been responsible for a lot of of mechanics of mechanical mishaps. <laughs> And you know that, Cheryl, okay? I do. I just wanted to hear you say it in front of all the listeners. Did you hear, like, the follow-up of what happened with the Bohemian lady? What happened? Well, the one that that ended up cooking Mm. for all of the people, and and she ended up spending her life savings trying to help make this festival happen. Um, After this documentary aired... There was a GoFundMe page for her. Yes. And it raised like $185,000. That's it? Oh. I mean, that's good. I, mean, I was impressed with <laughs> That's that. good. That's but it? But I feel like GoFundMe, you know, I, I love those, 
examples where you find out or you check in one day and you go back and it's like eight million you know (laughs) well i'm sorry you're disappointed that's okay (laughs) in that number i thought it was uh i was impressed with it but i guess eight million would be yeah i feel like she deserved eight million she Mm -hmm. does she a lot does. of those workers. I mean, what about the other workers? Did they have a GoFundMe? I know. What about the guy? I don't know. What about the guy know. that was being Why interviewed? Why did you do that? I don't know. Forget about <laughs> it. <laughs> I don't know. Check with the people. Um, what about the guy that was being interviewed and Billy McFarland called him during the interview? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was like, hey, Billy. <laughs> like, wow. You guys Pretty are Pretty casual really... here. <laughs> wow. That's forgiving. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Have you heard the news? <laughs> that he's in Yeah, jail. or that he's Billy McFarlane. I feel bad for anyone yeah. who's listening who's named Billy McFarlane and isn't mm. this particular Billy McFarlane. It's like the people named Karen now, you know? I know. I know so many that great Karens. That is a Karens. tough name. Yeah. It really does suck for I wish Karens. we had come up with a different name or one that is from um like Mildred or well something. that was my grandmother and you know that Cheryl <laughs> you know these old names are so funny when I think about somebody holding a newborn and saying and we'll name her Mildred <laughs> you know oh, and you're looking little at Mildred. little tiny baby Mildred yeah my grandmother yeah she was born in the woods of Mrs. literally in the woods of Mississippi. Okay. Um, oh, Mildred? Uh, yeah, I'm off track, but... Oh, and uh, you know, my grandmother's name was Ruth. So that's also We'll strange... name her Ruth. Mildred little... Ruth. Mildred? Oh, you're pulling a Mildred Ruth. <laughs> I feel like Ruth that's... is more, more used. Mildred, nobody names their no. child Mildred anymore. But, Although Rachel just named her son Otto. I know, but that's that's, that's a, old school. It is, but it's but also for a baby? very East Side Sweet. cool. Oh, you know. yeah. Okay, it seems like an old soul type of a Otto like a three-year-old named Otto. Otto and Mildred are coming over <laughs> to churn butter. <laughs> Stephanie and I always um, speak to each other like that around the house. Um, whenever I bring. Um, enviro logs in which are these environmentally friendly logs to burn in the fireplace i'll I'll come in through the side door with the logs and she'll say come in come out of the cold we must get you by the fire and warm your feet take off your boots your kids must be so confused like do all parents do comedy bits every time they come in the door i don't think they know we're doing comedy bits no that's the problem they're gonna think that every time they go to somebody's house they've Mm. got to come in with a crazy voice come sit down let me brush the snow off your shoulder give me your coat i'll hang it by the fire I could have so much trouble dating. It's like, uh, it's a prom. Why are you doing the weird voice? Uh, come, um, but come. Can I, ask, oh. can I ask a question? Yes. Um, why, why wouldn't all logs be environmentally safe? Why wouldn't every be environmentally safe? Well, I mean, it's a, it's a tree. No, but this is made of recycled. Oh, like a man-made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or woman-made. Oh. Let's not or be sexist about. Person-made. Yes. Hand-made. Well, nobody's making it by hand. Non-binary-made logs. <laughs> by Mildred and And Otto. Otto. Come, come, come in from <laughs> the cold. from the cold. We're just heating up some water on the kettle. Okay, listen. Okay. I don't mean to shut down your bit, but <laughs> people have things to do. Oh, yeah, right. Anyway, that was uh, the Fire Festival. Mm-hmm. Thank you for suggesting it. It was it was so, so good. and I. It's exciting to watch. Isn't it beautiful? I mean, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. No, we already went over that. No, but I, mean, I want to no. leave it on a nice, beautiful okay, well, blue water note. Come, come, let's fly <laughs> to the Bahamas. We must... Um, no. <laughs> You sound like a a witch from like uh you know all the fairy tales where it's like oh and then we ran into the crazy witch in the woods is that what you're going for? 
No. My, I don't know which son of mine asked me the other day, why are witches' hats pointed? I don't have an answer to that. Why, why must we know? I don't know. Hmm. That's a good question. Oh, I feel like it's so, uh, so things don't land on their heads. All right, let's end there. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I why said, are let's roofs- end there. <laughs> Why are roofs pointed? Cheryl. So the snow Cheryl, doesn't I'm gonna pile click up. End recording. <laughs> Leave session. Where is the button? We don't really need to get an answer of why witches' hats are pointed. But I think it's. It must be for a reason. So, or, or not. Or not. Okay. Cheryl. And what, is that what you tell them? Don't worry about it. That's your parental. Uh, actually, answer? if I'm completely honest with you. When yeah. Stephanie is not around, I say you should ask ask mommy why. <laughs> so they take the annoying question to her. <laughs> she comes home and she's just bombarded with ridiculous questions. Well, like, she really struck. She's so smart. And she, I mean, 4.1 type student, okay? Nice. Struggles with definitions and explanations of what things are. And I always stop in my tracks every time and listen it's to how perfect. she's going to explain what everything is so i hope oh i hope to catch her explanation of why a witch's hat is pointed mm-hmm. just wait till you have to explain i thought you were going to say well wait till you have kids and i was going to say you just wait till you have no, i have I remember them. explaining sex at a very it's early for another age. episode and i was trying to do it very um clinically so it wouldn't sound interesting trying to shut it down about fallopian tubes and yeah and she's like oh which means what it's like okay Cause she oh how old was she? She was okay. Th- she was probably seven. We oh went to a ba- my she, gosh, she went a, Cheryl! She went to a baby shower. Uh huh. And she was like, I don't understand how how that baby is going to get from inside her belly to outside. And I was like, That's you know, our bodies are made for it. Don't worry about it. But how? Right. Uh, but wait. So, okay, go ahead. So I started trying to ex- explain it the best way I could. And, she, and and my daughter was like, I don't want to wake up one day and be pregnant. And I said, don't worry about that. That does not happen. It only happens if you intentionally uh, try to get pregnant. Doesn't You don't just wake up pregnant. She's like, what do you mean? And I said, well, uh, it, it involves uh, two two people. And uh, you have to, it, it, she just, and I kept trying to like, sh- just shut it down. Like, don't, these are things we'll worry about later. And she's like, listen, I'm probably not even going to understand what you're about to say, but just keep talking and I'll tell you if I get it. I'm like, that's fair. And you continued. Yes, well, I mean, I didn't want her to think it was a weird thing or abnormal or something you shouldn't talk about or something that's yes you should have you should have made her think it was abnormal and weird here's here's what's so funny that you're saying this because i have recently been talking about this exact thing because it reminds me of how in the pandemic i'm only telling my four-year-olds that they're on spring break that's the only thing they know is that they're on spring break because what about the masks well we're not going anywhere and Mm. sometimes they see masks when we're in the yard and people walk by but they haven't asked Mm. um i think and it reminds me of when people when parents give their kids sex talks because i always picture the kid is in their room just hanging out innocently playing and a parent decides well it's time for you to know the barge is in the door starts telling the most (laughs) horrible stuff to the kid and then the kid is left with their jaw agape (laughs) and then the parent walks out and that went well you know (laughs) and it's 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 terrifying that is that that is that is terrifying (laughs) but but also what you're gonna learn once the boys get a little older is whatever you tell them they go to school and they tell their friends and then those kids tell their parents. So then you have 
parents like, oh, why did you tell your daughter uh, that everybody has sex? It's like, oh. And then you <laughs> say, you do your thing, I'll do mine. Click. Oh, we don't even click. This is like an old school. I just made yeah. an old school motion. Like You I'm revealed that you are over 20. <laughs> then we had telephones where you can actually hang up on somebody dramatically. No. Even the flip phones. Remember the flip phones? Of we course. Could, like, I think about like... them all the time. <laughs> and it was a dramatic hang up on somebody where you're like, just flip. forget it. Flip it down. Flip, click. Now we don't have that anymore. Flick of the wrist. Click. Click. Yeah. Okay, listen. Tig, people really have things to do. All right. Well, should we do it again? Yes. Let's do it again. Let's do it again, Tig. Join us next week when we talk about Tiger King. And we have a very special guest, my friend, the director, producer, Eric Good. That was a HeadGum Podcast.